And we have people that are babies. It's like a chess player, grandmaster, playing against a checkers child. No, that's what it is. And we have people that are babies. I'm pretty sure they just call those babies. Uh, yeah. Donald Trump is a big fan of people that are babies. Don't worry about that baby. I love babies, though. I love babies. I hear that baby crying. I like it. Actually, I was only kidding. You can get the baby out of here. Woo! Nature Boy Rick Flair style. Good afternoon, Internet. Welcome to a very special first episode of The Offset. My name is Ewan College. I'm one of your hosts. This is going to be a weekly podcast where my associate Bailey Jackson and I discuss culture, movies, music, and a whole bunch more. But today's episode is focused solely on the US election, and more specifically, a uh, pretty disturbing and quite compelling theory that my co-host here approached me with eight months prior to where we stand in the election race for president right now in America. The first word about our dear friend and sponsor, Lift Us Apparel. Yeah, that's right, Bailey. Today's episode of The Offset is being brought to you by Lift Us Apparel. Lift Us is an up-and-coming Tasmanian-grown gym and streetwear brand. And they offer you more than just clothing. They offer you a philosophy. If you're after high-quality gym and streetwear, head over to their Facebook page. That's Lift Us with two eyes, one word. Mention The Offset podcast to get free shipping all around Tasmania. This theory is cooked, mate. It is, it is really mind-blowing, really scary, and uh, just uh, one of the biggest discoveries in political history, if in fact it is true, which I myself am fully convinced of at this point. What have you got for us today, mate? Lay it down, bring it out, bring it out, whip your dick out, put it on the table, come on, bro. <laughs> Alright, so basically, the entire world's been duped, but particularly the American people have been duped. Boop. So they've fabricated an election, they've constructed their opponent, and and they distracted everybody with the single most meme-worthy character in the history of the world, Donald Trump. Um, and aren't you excited to hear how they did that? Yeah. And would you like to hear how and why I think they did it? Take your time. They duped us and they duped us all. It was like taking candy from people that are babies. Okay, now bear with me because I'm going to paint a very big picture in a very small amount of time with some very broad strokes. And I'm going to connect the dots like a checkers child. <laughs> checkers child. As a great man once said. So in the context of previous contest, right, you have a look at how close it was between the Republicans and the Democrats. George Bush won by the skin of his teeth in the super controversial election back <coughs> before he became president. It'd be a very scary world if he won by a landslide. Good lord, I don't even know. <laughs> um, so, so if you consider that same contest in the context of this election, you would have Hillary Clinton up against another really strong Republican nominee, and yep. that strong Republican nominee, of course, was Jeb Bush, George Bush's brother. Mm-hmm. If I were the Democratic Party... Alarm bells are going off. We're getting seriously worried about this election and securing the presidency at this point. So in 2000, George Bush is elected as the President of the United States. Yes, he was. And he has an eight-year double term from 2001 to 2009. (laughs) Barack Obama is elected in 2008 um, by a, a, a better margin than George Bush elected but it wasn't safe enough no all right and considering the next candidate in line for the democrats there was no way they were about to take their yeah. chance hillary no obama i think anyone would agree there with is, that. of course there's a republican or whatever you are 
I would I would almost and this this is crazy considering my left wing orientation, but I would be more inclined living in the United States to vote for Jeb Bush than I would be to vote for Hillary Clinton. Well, you can't be blindly party faithful, of course. Exactly, exactly. A stronger candidate. It's a sad day, because obviously we're not right-wing centric at all. I'm one of those. But that's that's, that's the thing, okay? So, what do you do? What's the answer? Hmm. Do you find another candidate? Do you take the first suitable career female Democrat candidate and just throw her out the window and and, and start over? Of course not. Big You're step gonna, for women too. It's we a need, massive step. You need for women. that female president for other reasons. Well, yeah, of course, because of the implications that has for the women's rights movement well, currently stagnant. Yeah, yeah you say movement, movement, but right now I don't think it's moving quite as fast as it rightly should be. Now, if I were the Democrats, and the last thing that I wanted was another Bush presidency, mm. I would design my opponent to eliminate Jeb Bush. Who is willing to undermine the concept of democracy in the United States for the sake of personal gain? Probably want the man with the gigantic skyscraper with his name billboarded right on the front of it, wouldn't you? <laughs> Trump! Right. One Donald so J. Who's, Trump. Who's somebody that is a party hopper, not party faithful, but has huge populist redneck appeal. Donald, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Trump. Yeehaw! First of all, you have to look at things in terms of motivation. All right? Donald Trump's motivation is Donald Trump. All right, It's becoming the biggest thing, the biggest name. All he wants is to be richer. He, he, he tells Forbes he's worth $10 billion. They go, mm, we're going to look into it. They look into it. He's worth $4.6 billion. This guy is purely egocentric. Not bad, though. Not bad. Not bad. $4.6 billion. However, did you know that if Trump took his inheritance money put it in an investment fund, he could literally be twice as rich as he is today. If, yeah. he, if, if this man took his family's money that he inherited and invested it in index funds, basically just never touched it, he would be almost twice as rich as he is That's today. a really good point. He would be as rich as he wants to be if he just left it alone and retired in 1974. He is not a businessman. He is a bullshit artist. And here in Australia, we know bullshit. Unless, of course, you vote for the Liberal Party. Who else could Hillary win against? Okay, so Donald Trump is a formulation of the Democrat Party in order to undermine the Jeb Bush campaign. That's all well and good, but how do you get away with that? How do you how do you make it so that the open-minded, critical-thinking, left-wing side of politics doesn't look further into this scheme? What do you throw into the mix? Well, maybe you bring the most left-wing, forward-thinking presidential candidate of all time into the equation. You bring a platonic-style philosopher into the mix. Bernie Sanders, with perfect policy, perfect socialist, capitalist hybrid policy. That way the concerns of every single critical thinker are only with Bernie. And I discovered this only when I found that I fell for that exact same plot. We weren't thinking about, man, this election's weird. We were thinking about, oh boy, I hope Bernie wins. If Bernie doesn't get in, the world is doomed. Now, um, when Bailey came to me with this theory uh, at eight months ago at the start of the election, I wasn't entirely convinced. I'm like, Bailey, Donald doesn't want to be president. You sound mm. crazy. Mm. It was only when the the now famous Melania Trump plagiarism incident occurred that I was totally convinced, Bailey. If you look at the Melania Trump speech logically, if you're in a genuine race for the presidency, you cannot afford to be making even the most minor mistakes. No. And no. as it's pretty apparent, 
Donald Trump doesn't mind making mistakes. However, when his wife, his prospect first lady, gets up on stage at a grand old Republican Party rally and delivers in broken Slovenian English an eight-year-old black female Democrat's first lady speech, that is not an accident. And I can't imagine a world where that happens accidentally. Now, this this is the thing. That speech was, at the very least, checked over by a gigantic PR team, if not written by them. Now, she thought she could get away with plagiarising the previous First Lady's speech. You can't get away with plagiarising in high school, people. Ever heard of Turn It In? She could have just ran it through Turn It In. 80% unoriginality. It's ridiculous. And the only original aspect of it was the fact that it was delivered in broken English. I mean, at that point, it was just clear as day to me that this entire election that can yeah, right. that can logically only be sabotage. So you noticed something pretty interesting, Hugh. I didn't actually yeah. tune in for the first two debates, but you pointed out to me the fact that Donald Trump was very unlike Donald Trump in his response to the, to the sexual violence. Oh, that's right, Bailey. And just in the entire debate, this was not Donald Trump we've seen before. He was um, worlds better in the second debate than the first debate. He wasn't talking like Trump usually talks. He was somber. He was not humble, but much more humble than usual. And um, he was just as if he was trying to reconcile a purposely tarnished image, is what I would understand uh, say. And then to top it all off, the icing on the cake, as if it wasn't obvious enough already, he accidentally tells his voters to vote on the 28th, 20 days after the election. In the United States of America, 32 million adults can't read at all. That is 14% of the population. And I bet you can guess what kind of a demographic make up the illiterate population of America. This is a ploy to stop even his most avid redneck supporters from voting on election day. Every headline will read, Donald Trump says vote on the 28th and if you can't read past a fifth grade level, that's all you're gonna take into account. So, to summarize, apparently nobody's seen House of Cards because this is just some typical Frank Underwood It demonstrates how easily the masses can actually be manipulated by what I now call mob meme mentality. Hillary would have never beaten Jeb Bush if the race was this tight with Donald Trump, but it doesn't matter because Hillary is tight with Donald Trump. He was a Democrat when the scheme to secure the next presidency began in 2008. The Democrats designed a super meme that even Hillary Clinton could beat. They distracted the intelligent population with Trump memes and Bernie Sanders literally all in a bid to save the United States of America. And hey, some might call that a reason. Some might call that a treason, but at least it's not another f bush. Fuck. That was the offset. <laughs>